0: Welcome to The Next 23. If you are new, this is where I share all of the adventures of navigating a new life as a single 40-something after 23 years of marriage. The good and the scary, the weird and the ridiculous. There is no plan. God knows there is no strategy or roadmap for this podcast or the next half of my life. I'm just diving in, breath held, fingers crossed, and no expectations. As Brene Brown said, Courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. These are my stories. Hi, friends. Welcome back to The Next 23. I know it's been a hot minute since I've been here, and for that, I am very sorry. This has been kind of a difficult month, and I wasn't really sure why until this week. I have been feeling this growing sense of, anxiety in my heart, I guess is the best way to put it. It's not worry or uneasiness. Those are feelings that I usually feel in my gut, but it was just another feeling altogether. And this feeling, I've only had it two other times in my adult life, both of which I was acutely aware of why I had these feelings. Both both times I knew why my heart desperately wanted to cry, but my brain was saying no. I knew why my heart held her breath and my brain would distract so many times throughout the day. I knew why my brain wouldn't let my heart feel all the feelings that she wanted to during those two times. It was very clear. The reasons during those two times were because if if my heart did feel all the feelings, my brain was worried that she would never recover. She wouldn't be able to stop crying. She wouldn't be able to get back up again. She wouldn't be able to breathe again. So my brain stepped in and protected my heart until she was ready to feel, and then she did. And both times, my brain discovered that when she finally gave my heart permission and created a safe place for her to embrace all of the feelings that she was so desperate to feel, my brain learned that spending time in those deep feelings isn't something that would take my heart down forever. My brain learned it was something that was not going to break her or ruin her or destroy her spirit. It was actually, in fact, just the opposite. Giving my heart the permission she needed to grieve and hurt and ugly cry for as long as she needed to made my brain realize that my heart is precious and worthy of being handled gently and with kindness. My brain realized during those two times that allowing my heart to express the emotions she was begging me to release gave her the strength she needed to get back up and keep going. During those two times, my brain realized that opening my heart to embracing the pain also gave her space to welcome more love and more joy. My brain wasn't just protecting my heart from the sadness and the tears she was actually holding down the happiness and laughter my brain's reasons for keeping it all in and protecting my heart with the fierceness of a mama bear they were all valid and they were all right for what my heart needed at the time both of the times but when my brain finally allowed my heart to do her thing filled with emotions and sensitivities and feelings and pure magic my brain finally saw my heart come back to life both times This time is different, though. This month, I have had no idea why my brain was forcing herself back into protection mode. I've had no idea why every time that familiar feeling in my heart started, that held breath, that burning, the tight chest, my brain instantly started screaming like a drill sergeant and telling my heart to lock that shit up. What the hell is going on? That's all I have been thinking this whole month of May. My brain never talks to my heart that way. She prides herself on giving my heart all the room she needs to walk through this life in her beautiful, magical, all-the-feels way, but not this month. No, sir, not this May. My brain simply looked, looked at my heart a few weeks ago, gave her a little wink, and said, hold my wine, but I had no idea why until this week. So earlier this week, I picked up my phone around 5 p.m. and texted my girls four simple words. Anyone up for dinner? I did this without really thinking, but my brain knew what she was doing. Time to talk about what was going on, even though I seriously had no words because I had no idea what was going on. Time for therapy. My therapy that has proven time and time again to be the very best thing for me in any situation, dinner with friends. After some appetizers and a glass of wine and some great catching up on the week, my brain started with the only words she could find. Have you ever had a panic attack? I was thinking this must be what was going on, or at least a weird form of it that was just lasting for weeks, but possibly building up to one hell of a meltdown. You guys, I've never had a panic attack before. I've heard them described by people who have had them but and i've you know seen them happen on movies and tv shows and things but i've never had one myself so in having this conversation with my friend over dinner i'm not sure which one of us said it first but after about 30 minutes of walking through all my feelings and all the possibilities of what it could be one of us said the word graduation holy fucking shit that's it that was it with the word graduation, I could feel my heart start to breathe and she slowly shed a few tears. You see, you guys, this week, this week was our high school's graduation. My daughter just finished up her junior year, so I haven't really been paying that much attention. You know, she's got friends who are graduating and that sort of thing, but I haven't really been paying super close attention to the dates and what's happening when. But there it was. And here I was on the right. Remembering the grief and panic and sadness that was this time last year when my son graduated and was getting ready to leave. And then on the left, those feelings of impending dread of my daughter leaving a year from now. My poor heart has no idea how to handle it. She doesn't quite know which way to turn. So this month, she just decided to let my brain step in and protect her like she's done in the past. She knows that my brain is strong. She knows that my brain is clever. She knows that my brain knows how to distract and avoid the feelings that will take my heart down if she doesn't step in and help. She knows that there are certain times that my brain needs to be in front so that she can do what she needs to do to get ready. The day will come when my heart will put her arm around my brain and say, thank you, dear friend. I'm ready, and I can take it from here. It's your time to rest. Today is not that day. Until then, I promise you I will do my very best to keep sharing as much as I can here. But please know that this podcast and these words always come from my heart. She is resting right now, so there may be some missed weeks, and that is okay. My brain will always show my heart the grace and protection and love that she needs. I hope you will, too. Yes, you guys, I just want to want to acknowledge the tragedy that happened in Texas this week. There really are no words and I have yet to find them, but I don't want to post this podcast about my heart hurting around my children with, without acknowledging the tragedy and the the horrors that happened in Texas this week to those 19 babies and those two teachers. And I'm just putting this here right now. I will talk to it more later, but just know that all of our hearts are breaking. Take the time you need to grieve, be loving and kind to your hearts, give your hearts grace, protect your hearts right now in this grieving process, because pretty soon our brains and our bodies will need to step back up to take action. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Next 23 with me, Kelly Taylor. I'll be sharing my stories each week and would love for you to come back if you feel this time makes your day better in some way. If it does, and you do, please like it and let me know. If it doesn't, that's okay too. You don't have to tell me. I won't mind. It's fine.